Growing old wasn't always easy for Lynn Hamilton. When I hit 50, I felt that I was on a roller coaster and that I had reached the top. Uh, Some people say 40 is their hardest birthday. I felt 50 was because the the opportunity to live is less. But these days, Lynn Hamilton is hitting her stride. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. We hear a lot about young people doing exciting things. Whether it's 30 under 30 or 40 under 40, the focus is so often on up-and-comers. But maybe it shouldn't be. For every bright young thing blazing their first trail, there's an older adult pivoting. And that can take as much courage and innovation as the first career move, sometimes even more. Lynn Hamilton is a great example of that. At 75, the self-described serialpreneur recently started a new business. She also runs a nonprofit that she founded. It promotes positive and productive aging through the arts. And she joins us today to talk about this work. So Lynn Hamilton, welcome. Hello. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. So you started your apparel business just about a year ago. How has that timing panned out in light of all the upheaval that began in the U.S. this March? In light of all of everything that's been going on, I couldn't have picked probably a worse time. Mm. Uh, but uh, it's, it's tough enough to start a new business and let alone in the atmosphere that we're in. Mm-hmm. And this new business, um, you're selling clothes. Tell us a little bit about the idea there. Well, I have a t-shirt company, and it's called Olympic T-shirts. And uh, we feel that uh, if everyone uh, could win a gold medal by sharing kindness, that the world would be a better place. Uh, I initially started uh, with the idea of uh, doing things that would coordinate with the 2020 Olympics. And, mm. of course, that didn't happen either. Uh, but uh, we make our own T-shirts. Well, we don't make the shirts. We, we, the T-shirts are made, USA made, and then they're screened in St. Louis. It, it does seem very sad that the idea of, of doing something tied to the Olympics, like that's some tough timing. I mean, when, when has the Olympics last gotten canceled? But this idea of kindness, it feels more timely now than ever. Is that something that you've been able to use in, in the marketing or in the work that you're doing? Yes. Because, uh, also, one of the reasons that it, it dovetails is because I'm community-oriented. I've always been a community volunteer along with any other business uh, I've done or where I've worked. And so uh, we give back with every t-shirt we sell. We pick a different organization each quarter. Mm. And uh, we're able to to donate a portion of our sales. So it's working out for me that way. Yeah. And I bet that people are more grateful for that than ever with all the economic problems out there. And uh, bigger picture, it does feel like so many people are floundering right now. I'm curious what you've seen in your own life that makes you see this as a moment of opportunity instead of peril. I think for me, it's that the glass is more than half full. Hmm. And if I stay in bed and pull the covers over my head, I'm never going to get that glass even to my lips. That's a good way to think about it. You have to be willing to pick up the glass. Um, I know the biggest reinvention for you in that moment of having to pick up the glass, this came in your early 50s. Uh, Tell us a a little bit about uh, what your life had been up to that point. I understand you owned a business called The Chocolate Lady. Yes, I owned The Chocolate Lady, and I was chugging along. We had great products, and we were private laboring for Hershey, Target. We we had everything was going wonderfully, even along with the time that when I hit 50, 
I felt that I was on a roller coaster and that I had reached the top. Uh, some people say 40 is their hardiest, hardest birthday. I felt 50 was because the the opportunity to live was is less. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, every year it becomes uh, a str- more of a struggle, and and you're, you're going downhill. And by the time I was 52, um, my husband of four years, who was my soulmate and my partner in in business in so many ways, uh, I mean, he he chatted up the UPS drivers at night when I was running late. Mm-hmm. Uh, died suddenly. Oh, and, I'm so uh, sorry. I needed to sell my business. Everyone says don't do things when you're in in a tragedy mode, and I thought, oh, I was better different better i i wouldn't affect me and i made terrible mistakes in selling my business and doing things and i needed to get out and work Hmm. what made you decide to sell your business you say people sort of cautioned you against this um and and it sounds like today you have some regret over that well i i have regret in that uh, it financially didn't pan out the way Hmm. i was hoping it would um i i i don't have regret in that um, I would have had to revamp my business, reorganize it, and uh, I don't think I had the capabilities emotionally Mm -hmm. um, and physically at that particular moment to do it. I think that I I needed, in the long run, to be not so much alone Mm -hmm. and have different kinds of challenges. As much as I didn't want them, I, I I needed to do it. Uh, so it took a year, but I finally found a place to to work. So you you did land another job. Um, how did that work out? I was there for five years, and then um, I was laid off or fired, or you know my position changed. Mm-hmm. And then I spent another year looking for a job. Were you tempted at that point just to retire? No, uh, I w- I, w- I would be tempted to retire, but I love work. Mm-hmm. I love work. I think there's nothing more reinforcing than having that paycheck deposited in your It account. is a great feeling. I'm with you on that. <laughs> and, and since I, I was let go at the age of, uh, well, in, five years ago from the, the career I had before that working for someone, I also love the way it organized my day mm-hmm. uh, because you knew when you had to get your things accomplished, when you needed to get the store, uh, everything. Uh, depended upon getting to work on time and, and, leave, and leaving when you could. So uh, I miss those kinds of things to this day, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that, that after that, you ended up starting this nonprofit, uh, Maturity and Muse. That was, I guess, a decade and a half ago. I may have that, that timeline a little bit no, off. You're, but... you're really close. Okay. You're six months one way or the other. And, and so what led you to start that? I had been in the art business uh, and as a volunteer for, for a number of years before I got heavily involved in the, in the chocolate business. And I found I was missing the connections that the art world had given me. Um, I was missing the artist more than anything. And I decided to do a show, a one-time event uh, at the Sheldon called Maturity and its Muse, and it was St. Louis artists over the age of 70. And I chose 70 because I was 65 at the time, and I didn't think that was any great shakes. <laughs> and um, it, was a, it was a resoundingly successful show. Uh, we had 40 artists, and it, we had a catalog, and people were amazed how fresh and youthful the, the work looked and the ideas behind it. It was the current thought. Not Everyone had to produce something new for the show. Mm-hmm. And 22,000-plus saw it, and I was on a real 
real high about that, and I thought, oh, well, I don't want to stop this. There's so many things now I can do. So the wonderful part, Sarah, was that the Internet came about, <laughs> and I could come home from my paying job and sit on my computer all night and email people everywhere, and by the time they answered me the next day, I was home again. Yeah. So it, 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 I could never have done what I started to do uh, prior to the Internet and the ability to connect via email and find people. And I just kept rolling along. Uh, one little success, one something that somebody liked, I said, oh, okay, I'll do that again. And before I knew it, uh, I was putting on events uh, for older people and people in um, senior homes and facilities and specializing in things for those with memory care needs. And uh, I've been doing that ever since. So it sounds like something that started as kind of a passion project, a bit of a hobby. It ended up becoming something that um, has become a real calling. Like you're finding a lot of work in that zone of something you had to create yourself. I am, and I love it. uh, There's nothing uh, for me more rewarding than going to one of the programs, say, at the History Museum, a a series I have, and watching the audience um, and how excited they are. And they they tap, they they sing. If they're they're not able to move uh, their body parts, you know, inside, their heart is filled with joy. Mm -hmm. And and as, as are the entertainers who are all older. So it's nobody has a better time at these things than I do. So do you think there's a good moral of that story for people who are maybe um, have been laid off? So many people have lost their jobs recently and they're trying to find their way. Um, the way that you did it here, that, that you found this next chapter for yourself, is that a path others could replicate? I would recommend it. I think that volunteering um, offers so many positive opportunities, not only for feeling good, but for learning new skills on the job, uh, growing with an organization, uh, finding like people uh, through, through people you meet people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I think that uh, you get recommendations if you want to try and get another job. You may get a paid job at the, uh, where you've been volunteering. Uh, there's just so many people in their places in, in our community that need help. It's interesting, you know, over the next decade, the number of people 65 years and older in St. Louis, it's projected to increase by 15,000 every year. Turns out the St. Louis area already has one of the highest percentages of of older people. It's 14.9% of the population. And by 2045, they say a full quarter of the region's population will be 65 and older. Do you think we need to pay more attention to helping these older adults thrive? Well, speaking as one of them, I, I would say so. I think that we we really do, because uh, so much emphasis is put on young people, and that's rightly so, because they're going to be the leaders of our world. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we can't forget the people that got us to the point where we are now. Now, I know when you when you turned 50, you said you thought it was going to be all downhill from there. You were kind of worried about the future. Has your perspective on that changed now that you've you've had so many good years here? I've been having wonderful time uh, meeting people and doing things, uh, and it's it's improved me as a person who's shy. Uh, there, it, it's helped help me uh, feel better about me. 
mm-hmm. uh, which I never thought. Uh, not that I, you know, I, not that I felt I was great at fifty, but I never gave it a, I didn't give it a thought in relation to uh, my older age. Mm-hmm. So, what advice would you have for older adults who are itching for a new chapter, itching to find some meaning in their life after they've they've hit a milestone that that maybe puts things in perspective? One of the particulars that that I've found has been helpful to me if one has a computer and the Internet um, are the programs, the university for a day, university for life, kinds of things where you can get exposed from your chair mm-hmm. to various various uh, educational things that maybe you always wanted to do. I think it's particularly harder uh, right now, as you mentioned, because here we are. So what can we, you know, how can we do something during this time? Uh, we, I think we need to plan for the future, plan for next spring when uh, it's going to be renewed and we're going to be out running around. Hmm. I want to look forward to those days. And, <laughs> and you've given me some hope that we'll get there. And in the meantime, boy, the idea of learning something new, I think that that's some great advice. So uh, Lynn Hamilton, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you. I can't tell you how enjoyable it was for me. It's just a lovely experience. Thank you. Is listening to an episode of St. Louis on the Air part of your daily routine? If so, suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help new people discover our show. Thank you. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.